0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, Flyin solo. So I've been doing a little bit of traveling, so I'm behind on some of these episodes, especially this one. The Warriors, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday in a really, really entertaining game. Frustrating, but also entertaining. Uh, They beat the Bucks 125-116, and... I say that game was frustrating because, you know, the Warriors had a lead, they coughed it up. You saw the limitations of some uh, of the roster right now the way it stands with guys out and it took a an amazing performance from Steph Curry to really 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 get this win plain and simple, you know. Steph had what 16 points going into late in the fourth quarter and then he ended up with 36. He did some amazing things, like those final couple of minutes where hit it like three threes. He blocked Drew Holiday's attempt at a uh, a winning layup, and he just took over in overtime. So I look at that and I say to you, and I say this to myself, and I've said it during the season. I said it last season. Let's not ever take Steph for granted. All the current arguing and infighting amongst Warriors fans about who's to blame for this pretty much so far disaster of a season, this mediocre season. Who's to blame for that? Everybody's kind of like, you know, punching at each other. It's like, you know, it's Wiseman's fault. It's Lakeups fault. It's Kerr's fault. It's the vet's fault, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we all love Steph and we just need to really, really appreciate these kinds of of games that he has. You know, he just willed this team to victory in a way that the Warriors haven't been able to will themselves to victories this season. They've coughed up so many. And during that five game home streak, home winning streak a couple of weeks ago, they started slow and then they would finish off teams as opposed to getting leads and then coughing up and losing games, losing leads. So that was just one to just Keep on the DVR for a while. Go back and watch that because, uh, you know, Steph was in rare form. And it's great, you know, 43 minutes, which is a ton. 13 for 27 from the field. Six for 15 from three. Four for four from the line. Should have had more free throws, especially towards the end. He, the, the refs swallowed the whistle. Their whistle's on a couple of those. Six boards, four assists, two steals, five turnovers. Uh, 36 points plus 10 on the night, you know, it was, it was fun. And when you just look at this game in isolation on its own, it felt, felt really good. You know, it felt like really good. Like those five games during the five game home winning streak a couple weeks back, I mentioned, and you know, at the same time, it's like I said this after the previous game, when the Warriors are down Gary Payton, the second, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, those are their three most athletic dudes. their three best wing defenders. You can add DiVincenzo in there. But missing those guys, they are at a a pretty big disadvantage against good teams, plain and simple. And unless they get those guys back, it's going to be tough, right? When you watch them and they're struggling on that road trip in stretches during uh, the Bucs game, it's like they look like an older version of the 2019 Warriors in the finals that just didn't have enough guys, right? When Clay went out, uh, when KD was out, it was like Steph and Alfonso McKinney, you know what I mean? Jonas Repko. And, you know, not knocking all those folks, but like that's kind of how it feels like they can't get. To the basket, they rely on their three pointer a lot, and you know their defense has been porous. This game, I'm not going to just like ignore it per se, but as we've said, let's let's see how it is. Let's let's see if they can do it on the road. Bottom line, it's going to be tough. I don't know when Kamenga's coming back, and Gary Payton second. Hopefully, we're gonna get. An update on his status sometime soon. And Andrew Wiggins, a lot of chatter about him, a lot of empty chatter because, you know, the Warriors are doing a really good job of not, you know, really saying much about it. And, you know, that's fine. You know, that's fine with me. Like, hopefully, as I've said before, it's a family thing. And if he doesn't want it out there, like, that's not my business. You know what I mean? When he comes back, that's. When it matters, Steve Kerr said Wiggins might not come back during the season. Hopefully he might come back for the playoffs if the Warriors are still playing, but it might be, you know, he's not back for the regular season. It is what it is. You just have to figure out how to move forward from there. And again, like if they don't have him, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough just because of what he was able to bring To the Warriors at the beginning of this season. And then, of course, last season in the postseason, in the playoffs, in the finals, being their second best player from the beginning of the playoffs last year until he first got hurt this season, right? He was functionally their second best, second most consistent player. And if they don't have him, you know, that's just, that's gonna be a rough road uh, from here on out. Right now, the Warriors are in sixth place. Again in the Western Conference, and there's games being played right now. But they are half a game behind the Clippers for fifth, and they are just one game ahead of the Wolves and the Mavericks. And they're only one and a half ahead of the Lakers, who are in ninth, and they are two games ahead of the Jazz, who are in tenth. So it's a precarious situation, but it's a precarious situation for all of these teams who are just stuck in the muck, if you know what I mean. That being said, I've talked about how it's not going to be pretty, you know, since the All-Star break. It's like, hey, you got the five-game winning streak. That's great. But I always assumed it was going to be a scratching and clawing type run to the end of the season, right? All these teams are scratching and clawing, trying to get into the playoffs, out of the play-in, and rise up the standings somehow, some way. And the Warriors are no different. All these teams are clustered in here because they all themselves have their own internal problems, just like the Warriors do. They have injuries, they have inconsistencies, you know, they have random things. So every team is dealing with that. It's just a question of who can, you know, squirrel away the most wins. Right now, the Warriors, they are 35 and 33. So they're still two games above 500. And they have 14 games left. Okay, 14 games. They get the Suns without KD at home on Monday, which is a big game. It's big because this is the first time that Klay Thompson is going to play the Suns. If you remember, those first couple of Suns games were really, really big bad for him. He got thrown out for the first time, ejected. Uh, He was hunting shots. He was John with Devin Booker. It really, really looked like Clay was searching, chasing ghosts, as I said at the time. But now he's been very, very good for 2023, especially. And I want to see how he presents himself, how he gets after it. If he, you know, shoots himself out of the game, or if he's able to kind of stand in there and play his role, do his thing, help this team win. If they can pull that game out, I'll be really, really impressed. And then they go to uh, the Clippers on Wednesday, and that'll be a good test, right? The Warriors on that five-game winning streak, they beat the Clippers. You know, they had that uh, game plan where they didn't guard Russ, Russell Westbrook. So that'll be interesting to see how Ty combats that or if Steve Kerr uses that again and to see how the Warriors play on the road. Hopefully, again, I don't know right now, hopefully they get Jonathan Kaminga back because they need him badly in general, but definitely for a game like that. You know, you need him to guard Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know, even Russ on switches sometimes, whatever. So that will be critical. But I'm not going to go through all the games. There's 14 games left. And looking at it right now, there's only two teams that are tanking out of 14 games. And again, that's a byproduct of all the parity in the league and a byproduct of the fact that there are so many teams that are in contention for the playoffs and every win matters. I'm sure it'll go until the very end. Right now I'm looking at it, it's like, There is the Rockets game on Monday, March 20th in Houston. Obviously, they're tanking. And then there's the San Antonio game uh, Friday, March 31st at Chase Center. And they always play tough, but, you know, I'm sure they are more than happy taking an L. The only other team that could possibly be not necessarily tanking, but is Tuesday, April 4th, OKC uh, at Chase Center. And obviously, OKC just beat the Warriors in Oklahoma, but that is the Warriors third to last game. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, you know, if the uh, Thunder are out of contention for the play-in, maybe they'll just take a knee on that. You never know. Right. But otherwise, you know that that team is young, unafraid and can compete. So only two teams, only two teams are not getting after it in these final 14 games. and. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. In this star cross season, uh, there's been a lot, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of hiccups going back to, you know, Draymond punching pool, the weird start to the season, that terrible uh, opening road trip where they went 0-5 and coughed up a bunch of leads that they'd never really coughed up before and just this downward spiral of question marks, mediocrity, kind of like, oh, here we're turning the corner and then nope, Nope. Decided not to. I mean, I've talked about how I've probably used that phrase turning the corner uh, for episodes, like titles of episodes, like at least three times this season. And Steve Kerr even said it after maybe their fourth or fifth game that they won in a row a couple of weeks ago. And I refuse to use it again because we've seen that this team, once they quote unquote turn the corner, they will just back it right around that corner and start over where they where they were in the first place. So, you know, after this game too, like you know, Clay Thompson talked about how he's all the naysayers, all the people on TV, all the people in the media. I'm sure he has specific people in mind, but it's like, hey, you know, yes, you have the experience and you guys have made through battles. And that's why guys like me, fans like me, believe that there is a chance. But at the end of the day, we've heard these platitudes all season long. And you know, they have to figure it out because they are they're shorthanded, you know? They're shorthanded. And if they get Kaminga back, awesome. If they get Gary Payton the second back, even more awesome. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. I mean, come on. You got to pick one of those 512 upsets coming down the line. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But if you're missing Andrew Wiggins, that's still going to be tough. That's still going to be tough just because of his experience. He has more experience than Kaminga guarding wings. Uh, he's more athletic than Clay Thompson, Garden Wings, and he's he's a great rebounder. Right, <laughs> he put in so much effort diving to the basket, grabbing rebounds all earlier this season and last season throughout the playoffs. That there's just so many things that he brings to the table that they don't have now with him looking like he might not be here for a while. And then, of course, as I've mentioned before. Once he gets back, it's going to take him at least like a week and a half of games, maybe two weeks just to get into rhythm, right? It took him a while when he was out because he's never really been injured. So when he came back, you know, oddly enough, the last game he played was his breakout game. He shot really well, defended well, great percentages, everything, all that stuff. And now, I mean, if this is like a big family issue, I'm assuming he's not working out right like if he can't make games if he can't be with the team it must be serious enough that he's not really getting uh real training sessions in so it's going to be interesting and you know their, their their backs are up against it and even more so as i've said it's just like hey get into the tournament and let's see what happens let's see what happens you know Set your expectations low, you know, and if they do well, be prepared to be surprised and impressed. But if they don't win the title, if they don't have this historic crazy run, then, you know, uh, we'll see what kind of changes they decide to make in the future. That's about it. And I'm not punting on the season, but it's like, hey, this is – they're up against it. This might be their biggest challenge ever as a defending champion you know what i mean like after the first one they were really good <laughs> but they lost to the Cavs in the second finals and then they beat the Cavs with kd they did that twice and yes the 2019 finals that was a challenge with kd and clay out but just overall when they haven't been totally injured like not the uh, 2019 or 2020, 21 seasons. Don't count those, but like when they've been legitimate title contenders, or they've had those expectations. This is the biggest challenge. I mean, obviously, there are only two games of 500, right? That's that's crazy. So we'll see what happens. Again, I personally am just here for the ride. Let's go. You know, let's see that. Best effort. Let's see. Let's see if this is the start of something. But honestly, we've said, oh, maybe this is the start of something about 15 to 20 different occasions this year. You know what I mean? And Phoenix is me coming after it. The Clippers are me coming after it. Even the Hawks and then Memphis. And then, you know, when they play Dallas, Dallas is fighting for playoff positioning. You know what I mean? Same with Minnesota, same with Philly. All these teams are trying to get ahead and it's not like any of them are totally set and they're just going to coast, you know, it may not be until the end of the season, even Portland, this is the last game that the Warriors have and Portland right now, they are one and a half games out of the 10th spot, out of the play-in. So if they continue per averages to be in that area, you know, there's a chance that that last game for them, or I don't know if this is their last game, but the last game, For the Warriors against them, it might be something that Portland really needs. So you're gonna be facing a lot of competitions. There's not gonna be a lot of teams, perhaps, that are sitting guys out, you know, to rest them, prevent injuries for the playoffs. You might be seeing teams that are trying to get like from seven to six or four to three. So it's all in play and it's going to be a tough road, honestly. It's uh, even though it's so daunting as a basketball fan, as just a plain old pure basketball fan, it's kind of fun. It's going to be kind of exciting to see these teams still, still all of them, not just the Warriors, scratching and clawing for every single win. I mean, hey, uh, Adam Silver's got to be happy. You know, you're going to have teams that are playing their guys. I mean, Draymond, he, yeah, he hurt his ankle and he is fighting a, uh, a hand injury, but he's going to play against the Suns. You know what I mean? Because he knows he he has to. This team needs him. You know, they need him even if guys are healthy. They definitely need him with guys out. So we'll see. We'll see what they can streak together, and we'll go from there. But at least, at at the very least, okay? You know, it's going to be hand-wringing and worries and naysaying and ups and downs and all that stuff, but, like, just – you know, the the route I'm taking is like, I'm embracing it and I'm just going to enjoy the ride. You know, let's see. I mean, the the greatest thing about drama is conflict and I'm not talking petty drama, but I'm just saying like, you know, competition and like really, really teams just being hungry and needing wins day in, day out, game in, game out. So it's going to be that way for the Warriors and it's going to be that way for, you know, out of these 14 games, throw a couple more out maybe like at least 10 of them right where teams just need this win as much as the warriors need and want a particular win so anyway that's all i got all right well that is another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on twitter at patrick epino saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. And go Doug.